Georgina Timms is a registered clinical psychologist and self-published author. Her years of working in her profession have encouraged her to publish her findings dealing with so many people with the awful things that have happened in their lives. Relationship Terrorist is the name of the book and it shows her concern for victims of some of the morally bankrupt, in her words, low-life individuals who make life extremely difficult and devastating for the innocent, naive and vulnerable. Couldn't agree with you more, Georgina. Thank you very, very much for your time and sending me the book. Thank you. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you for having me on. Georgina, reading through it, it is just distressing uh like you did warn me in fact um and i did say earlier and i don't know whether you'd agree with this but i think a lot of people would have had dealings with a narcissist during their lifetime oh there's no doubt about that jenny and i think over the last 30 years you know the number of people that are very self-absorbed self-centered has has really increased so I like I have likened it to a plague now. Goodness, why do you think that is the case? I I think I'm I'm only guessing, but I just wonder whether life has become so stressful that you know people have turned to things like the internet and gaming, and there's more yeah. um, endorphins produced because of the you know the excitement and the sense of what they're getting from those sort of things that um being sorry being uh self-absorbed is almost becoming um part of you know the natural way of how people are so people look i'm getting actually what you're saying there and also i keep referring back to this i know it's a huge part of everyone's life but you've got the keyboard warriors on social um the internet of course sort of putting out messages and terminologies and very being very awful to so many people because they've got anonymity it seems so would that develop narcissism do you think no, I think there's a tendency for people to have developed at a much earlier age a sense of entitlement and arrogance and superiority. And I think that probably the internet, um, social media gaming, I think because it's anonymous, uh, tends to probably encourage and flourish that behaviour. Mm. The other thing too, I guess, and it may not be end up being a narcissism for the people, but a lot of people put themselves out on social media with glamour shots all the time to get comment from people to make them feel okay. Like you were saying, you know, if they're betting or looking at other things, they feel good, don't they? Yeah, they do. But But I think that's because if so many people are unable to be kind and respectful and nice and encourage others these days because they're so much into themselves, then we've got a lot of people out there who need that reassurance that they're okay. Yes, I I think you're right there. You've got at the front of the book definitions for keywords that you've used frequently throughout the book, and it sums it up, I suppose. Exploitation, explain that if you will. Ah, well, exploitation is, you know, fairly common in lots and lots of different ways. Um, uh, Usually manipulation would come first. I've just written them that way. 
But, um, you know, that's just an act of uh, selfish taking advantage of other people and um, really not really caring about it. Mm, it's pretty widespread, intimidation and coercion. Now, let's get down to the early signs. If you, like you mentioned, in uh, when they're younger, it starts to develop. Is there any particular reason why that is the case? Are they pampered, perhaps, by parents? Uh, there's three ways that, the theories that are out there regarding how narcissism develops or narcissists, not narcissism because we all have a level of narcissism in us. We would all love to be the centre of attention. We would all love to have our own way. But what happens is as we develop, we learn to compromise. So, but narcissists are fairly easily identified quite early um, And, you know, the theories based around that are genetic predisposition. If you have a narcissistic uh, parent, you're more likely to have one of your children inherit those behaviours. And if the environment's right, then it flourishes. The other theories are when children are abused, seriously abused or neglected. And what happens is they learn to manipulate very early as a survival mechanism just to get through every day. And the other is the overindulged child. And over the last 20 years, we've just seen that grow and grow and grow. And, um, you know, if you encourage your children or give them everything they want and demand, then there are lots of other developmental issues that just don't happen like patience, resilience and all of those sorts of things that are really, really important in the developmental years. So it's those three aspects. There's lots of other things. We've got consumerism, you know, and social media, a whole range of other things that can influence it. Um, But they're the three basic theory yeah that does make a lot of sense and like you know we've been in i've been in touch with a few narcissists over the years and you know it's it's every it's always everyone else's fault and they are very good at manipulating and if you have someone in the early days if it's a personal connection that you have it could be end up being a partner or a husband or whatever they are very good at manipulating and being kind and doing being all these lovely things that you always have wanted in somebody and they manipulate your friends they befriend your friends and they be, your friends say to you, what a wonderful partner you have there. Isn't that wonderful? Then all of a sudden one day they say, oh, um, I've got a su- surprise for you. We're going to get married next week. Oh, okay. And I think we need another child. We need a child, sorry. And then when you have that child, that's it. You don't need your friends anymore. Yes, yeah. That's deliberate wedge, what, what I call, you know, wedge putting because... Um, they like to actually possess you. You're, they look. They see you as a goods and chattels. They own you rather than share you. And so, therefore, um, you know, those manipulative type of behaviours are actually to draw you away from other people. Yeah, to have control, I guess. Yeah, it's the control. It's huge that, you know, people call lots of people control freaks, but narcissists are really quite out of this world. Extreme. and. I think the difference, there are lots of people who do some self-centred behaviours kind of as a survival mechanism, but narcissists deliberately and intentionally and maliciously plan these things and they do them seven days a week, 24 hours a day, 365 days of the year. And I think that's what I 
wanted to get across. And that's how you know when they're clearly a narcissist um, because the behaviours never change and they don't have any insight, Jen, into their own behaviour. Mm. They just, it's everybody else's fault and they never apologise for anything. They, they they lack empathy, I think, is probably a good thing. They don't have any empathy. Yeah, they no. don't, yeah, you're right. They don't have any empathy at all and in actual fact, they don't even have a conscience. Incredible, isn't it? Look, I often yeah. wonder in history, um, a lot of the maniac leaders that we've had during history with wars with Hitler and I don't know dare I say Donald Trump perhaps has been on the borderline there a little bit Um, a lot of people in powerful positions have got there by following those sort of sets of rules haven't they to get there yeah they do I actually talk about that at the in the it's quite yeah I've involved a lot of information and at the end where I talk about the COVID situation I do talk about some geopolitical stuff in that chapter and I mention about the tyrannical despots maniacs I actually believe they're according to my new theory on the levels of narcissism I actually believe they're level three and four narcissists I because they do all they tick all the boxes for all the terrorizing and all the control and manipulation and exploitation and the coercive intimidation that narcissists do. Yeah, very much so. You know, once this is something that is, should be talked about and because, you know, for everyone else's health and safety, I suppose, anyone going into a, a new relationship and somebody is everything that they've ever wanted, the red flags will be there from, from day one. This is what I doubt, I think. No, the red flags are actually there, but what we do is we ignore them because this person is so charismatic and seems so nice. So one of the reasons I put um, a a chapter of behaviours, you know, the ticker box type behaviours, is so that people are pre-warned and have an idea about, you know, what they're looking for. If if, If you're talking about intimate relationships and these sorts of people wreck and harm friendships, you know, sporting groups, caravan clubs. When these sort of people go through these clubs, they, they're just so destructive. Yeah. But um, with a ticker box, um, I think that that's really important because if you actually meet someone, certainly if you're on a dating site and they start to draw empathy from you very quickly, you just need to be very wary. Good because point. That's the ploy because if you're a traumatised, a genuinely traumatised person, it's very rare that you would ever tell anybody about the pain and the distress that you have in your life the very first or second meeting. And even then, it may take months or years before it's disclosed. So if someone tells you about all the trauma and distress, first or second date, I would be very, very wary. Yes, a very, very good point. You know, we have them, of course, like I said, in positions of power, and it's very difficult, is it, not to confront these people? How do you do this? Yeah, that's probably one of the most difficult things with narcissists because because they don't have any insight into their own behaviour. Like if I was talking to you hypothetically and I said, oh, Jen, you know, you spoke a bit harshly to Keith 
this morning well you would say to me oh yeah I thought about that and mm. I just you know kind of I need to go and apologize to him because it was a bit unnecessary now if that's a narcissist that you're standing in front and I say to a narcissist oh you know you spoke a bit harshly to Keith this morning the first thing they do is roll their eyes yep and then the next thing they would say is well he's a silly old man I'm a little bit fed up with him and you know he needs to learn a lesson mm. and they will walk off you're absolutely right I think everyone listening at the moment is thinking oh that's right that happened one one time with me and is there any hope for people that have got to that point in life um, or do they just keep going No, they keep going. I don't believe, and some of the leading researchers uh, who who research into narcissists will tell you that you can't heal, you can't cure, you can't fix a narcissist. Oh, it's so terrible. I think that's why the world gets into such a mess sometimes. You know, uh, and you deal with a lot of people, don't you, that are living in this situation with a narcissist controlling their lives. Do you have a narcissist ever come to you and say, no, you've just mentioned they don't change, (laughs) that they wanted to change? No, they do, actually. If, If they're given an ultimatum, if, you know, a partner, a friend or someone says you need to go and get some help, they will turn up and they'll sit there but they will tell you how, they're so easy to pick, they will tell you how smart they are, how everybody loves them, everybody comes to them for all the advice about all these amazing things that they know about. They're very, for me, not for everyone else, but only since writing the book, I can still be conned by a narcissist, but I will pick it up so much quicker. So they do turn up for counselling, but it usually only lasts one or two sessions. It's a token. And then they'll just say, oh, you know, that person's an idiot. They don't know what they're talking about and um, manipulate their partner into, you know, letting them go. You're, you're so right, Georgina, honestly. There's a quote here from one of your clients, I think, um, who said that I blame myself and thought it was me that was at fault, which is very true, mm-hmm. that happens. Uh, mm-hmm. But deep down I knew I was a good person who cared about others, but I was made to believe I was the flawed one and I now know that was that was the aim. I stopped questioning everything. And you just comply, I think, sometimes just to keep the peace. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah, a lot of it is about that. But I think... The thing I wanted to portray in the book is that, you know, people who think it's their fault, it's not. Because these narcissists are so proficient at what they do and so skilled that they've actually brainwashed you. They've mind controlled you in a very short time. And so, you know, it doesn't take long before you keep saying oh, I must have done something, it must be my fault, because they've actually convinced you of that. So people don't pick it up and think, oh, well, it must be me. Yeah. It can be simple little comments, I think, when you're out in company, like, do you really have to wear that? Or don't you think your friends are having too much influence on you? Um, Checking the driveway for uh, for tyre marks? Yes. Checking your phone these days, that sort of thing? Yes, yes, yeah. All of those sort of controlling behaviours are totally inappropriate and they're not. that's not a healthy relationship. Oh, far from it. And it's, and it's darn hard to escape from it. Can I just also ask you, you also mentioned in the book about um, a young teenager who obviously was narcissistic as a young ch- younger child who turned to drugs and then became into a situation where they took over the parents' lives, monetary-wise, yeah. physically, mentally, yeah. everything. Oh. That's not yeah. uncommon? Oh, gosh, no. 
Oh, no. You'll have people listening right now who are in exactly the same situation where their young adult children are being abusive physically, emotionally, financially, and they just feel so trapped. Yeah. Well, it's this concern as a parent that you're going to make it right by complying and it never stops. You just have to move away from it, don't you? Yeah, unfortunately yeah. that's the hardest part when you have a loved one yeah. who is like that, you know, kicking them out or dealing with them, being fearful about going to the police because they've made serious threats against you can can really um, cause people terrible harm. Oh, gosh, you brought up a lot of, lot of very serious situations and a lot of people have to be happy for the rest of their lives. I think your book is wonderful. Is it available to the public? I've got limit because it's self-published and it's expensive to self-publish. I have limited copies. I'm actually I've actually putting some feelers out for someone to publish it on a wider scale and distribute it for me. Um, but I've kind of been waiting to see, you know, whether people it feel should it happen. Be, yeah, whether it would um, be something that people would be interested in. Oh, they would be. There's no doubt there'd be thousands of people out there that would get something from this and make some better decisions for the rest of their lives. As hard as it is, it is the best way to go. So you don't have a website, Georgina, or anything? No, I've, I've actually purchased the website, but I'm not so good with it. <laughs> you were amazing. So I'm waiting for I'm waiting for some smart young okay young grandchild to make knows how to do it but if people the limited number that you've got is there any way that they can find out more about the book can they google it or something i uh, i have you they can email me i have a i have an email um yeah just, just for the book yeah give us that it, yeah it's georgina tims all lowercase yeah dot book dot book at, yeah dot book yeah gmail gmail at gmail dot com gmail dot com good on you i knew i'd get something out of you good (laughs) (laughs) you're fantastic good on you for doing no i've I've actually purchased the website but i'm not so good (laughs) you were amazing i'm waiting for i'm waiting for some smart young young grandchild to knows how to do it but if people the limited number that you've got is there any way that they can find out more about the book can they google it or something i uh, i have you they can email me i have a i have an email um yeah just for the book yeah give us that yeah it's georgina tims all lowercase yeah dot book dot book yeah dot book yeah gmail gmail at gmail dot com gmail dot com good on you i knew i'd get something out of you good (laughs) you're fantastic good on you for doing that that is you might be saving a lot of people's happiness thank you so much Thank you, Thank Georgina. You very much. Thank okay. you. Bye-bye for now. Bye. That's amazing, isn't it? It hits home a little bit. 